evening. <laughs> Good evening. Sorry if I sound pissed off. I just got a uh, some post. Was excited, you know, going through all the parcels, looking at my purchases, and then the last one was a Facebook Marketplace purchase, and uh, it's fake as fuck. So that's a great yeah. start, isn't it? That's a great start to the podcast. I'm trying to stay positive for you, but I can't. No, it's all right. Yeah, basically, um, picked up a... I saw a listing on Facebook Marketplace. It was a bunch of uh, Platinum Arceus Charizards. Got what I thought was a good deal, but it turns out that I got screwed. Uh, <laughs> thought I hit... You know, thought I struck gold with a mother selling a child's Pokemon cards. Only turns out a, tra- a child was a liar! <gasps> And he had a bunch of fake cards, and they're all fucking fake. You couldn't really tell from the pictures, but thought I was getting a bargain. And like I said, turns out I was getting screwed. But, you know, it happens. That's the world of collecting. What can you do? I mean, you can, you can double check. I mean, You can double check, but oh, you know, when you're as retarded as I am, mate, it's... Oh, well, I was, God. I was a bit curious because um, I've been waiting for some post. I've been waiting for a lot of post, actually. Um, and... My usual postman walked towards the house and then went straight next door and then missed <laughs> me out. And um, But I now know why. It's because he had uh, limited capacity because you've taken up all the, the Royal Mail, mate, with all your That's fucking true. deliveries today. I had, so. I, had a lot of, I had a lot of parcels today. Yeah, the whole van full for me. Now, I've basically been, I've been doing two things. So that brings me to the theme of today's episode. It's about investing versus collecting Pokemon cards. So, obviously... Ying and Yang. Ying and Yang, yeah. They, well, they, they kind of come hand in hand, you know, because collecting is kind of an investment in yourself and in the future. And it depends why you do it. I mean, some people collect because, you know, they like collecting things. And some people collect because, you know, they want to build up a big collection and then sell it off for a profit. And and I'm kind of doing both at the minute. So the parcels that arrived today is a mixture. You got a lot of first edition fossil and jungle cards. Some of them are for my sets to complete the sets, and then others I'm buying for the future. So I've been buying up a lot of base set starters as well. So a lot of Charmanders, Squirtle, Bulbasaurs. So I'm kind of buying those. Um, so yeah, that brings me to my first question, Tom. Uh, the cards you're buying at the minute, are you buying to collect or are you buying to invest, or is it a bit, a bit of both like me? I am purely buying to collect. Okay, that's good. At the moment. Um, so I've been putting together a bit of a spreadsheet activity. Crunching the numbers. Yeah, literally. So, um, because I look at these cards every day, I'm not going to lie. Not in a, not in like a... I don't take them out of the packet or anything like that. I literally keep them in the sleeves and look at them, admire them, and look what to get next, right? But I've got so many that... I thought let's make a list of all the different sets: fossil, jungle, base, uh, gym challenge, gym heroes, and rocket. Um, nice, and, nice. And let's figure out what gaps I've got because it's deceiving, really. I've got this folder. I've had the folder since I was about well longer than I can remember getting it. Put it that way. That's how long I've had the folder, and slowly over the years, it's grown. Um, so I've made these spreadsheets basically to figure out what to buy and what not to buy. I'm not one of these people who's very heavily, uh, like uh, I'm not purely going for first editions. Okay, I'm I'm looking to fill up my collection. Okay, and I, and to me that's unlimited. I don't I, I didn't care about first editions before, and I don't now really. 
However, saying that, once I do finish these collections, I think then I'll start to look more into first editions as investing like opportunities. But for me, so I've made these lists and it was very clear that I thought I was close to the end of this. Uh, and I I'm really, one. yeah, and I'm I'm really really not. I've barely started, if I'm honest. Um, especially when it comes to gym challenge and gym heroes, because I was unaware that each one of those sets has 132 cards in it, yeah. in like in both sets. And I thought there was like a joint. I was going through the numbers today. I was like, I was just in shock because that's more than the base. <laughs> that's more than base set two. Like gym, the gym stuff is. There's a lot of number crunching <laughs> to do. Yeah, there's like, some gorgeous cards though in there as well. There is, and um, I'm one of these people. Again, I I don't purely go for the holographics. I want to get every card, and so like and every variant of that card, and so it sounds a bit extreme, but like a Bulbasaur to me is as valuable as a Hitmonchan or Hitmon Lee, whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Lieutenant Surge's Pikachu compared to like a holographic Mewtwo it's the same sort of thing it's the same mm. task for me mm. and so like this is actually one question I was going to ask you actually Sam um, do you care about anything outside of holographics or first editions so is, do you think it's worth me because I've had my mind is a little bit different because I've had the folder there in front of me with all these cards in it not just mm. holographics so mm-hmm. No, completely. So, yeah, I, I think so. So there's two reasons for that. I mean, personally, for my collecting, probably about 40 cards arrived today and there's not one hollow. They're all uh, non-hollows. So half of it is me filling out the gaps in my folders. So, for example, yeah. I've, got, I've got a bunch of just standard like, unlimited edition rocket cards and gym challenge cards, and that's all for the folders. Um, yeah, stuff same. like uh, Vaporeon, Flareon, Jolteon, Rapidash, like all the dark rocket cards I think they look really cool so that that's for the gaps in the folders the first edition ones I am getting purely I, th- I would say is an investment piece because you look at the uh, the prices so you ask about common cards things like Charmander and Squirtle and the prices of those are going through the roof if you can get even even a standard edition if it's, if it's mint a standard unlimited Charmander is like almost a tenner now which is five to, say five to ten pounds, I'd say, based on condition. You can get a shitty one with a few nicks on it for like fifty p a pound. Uh, you might get lucky and get one, but majority of them, you know, even the common cards are getting pricey now. That's just standard. That's not even first edition. So yeah, I would say I definitely care about getting any. It's worth continuing, is it? Yeah, completely. Any Watsy Wizards of the Coast cards, I would say, just stock up because they're going to be so mm. hard to get hold of at the minute. I mean, yeah. Well, in the future, sorry. I mean, they're hard enough to get hold of at the minute, but going forward, it's they're becoming so scarce because people are just buying up the stock, and it's just, yeah, it's getting silly. It's getting silly. One thing I wanted to talk about um, about prices and things and how crazy it's getting. So we we were saying, I think 2016-2017, you were looking at a base set booster box. Um, it was about is it three three or four grand you said? Yeah, so five years ago when I first moved out my, into my first house, I looked at mm. buying one. In fact, I mm. wanted to get the money together for one, and it was two and a half thousand pound. So now, for a, an unlimited base set booster box, you're looking at ten to fifteen thousand, possibly more, which is insane. 
in only yeah. four years. But I'll tell you what's even more insane. So a record was set on the 10th of September, so four days ago, at a place called Heritage Auctions in Dallas in America. So they auction like vintage items and antiques and big money, big ticket items. And up until this weekend, just gone, so the record for a base set first edition booster box, I think was either 120 or 140,000. So 140,000. And on the 10th of September, that record was smashed. And a base set first edition booster box went for $198,000. Bricks and um, mortar or fucking cards. Yeah, literally. And it's just like these cards are becoming so hard to get hold of. And every time someone opens up, you know, one of these booster packs or booster boxes, the prices of all the others keep going up. And, you know, I've missed out, I think, on my chances now. Unless I want to put down some serious money to... I'm talking about getting a booster pack, by the way, not a booster box. <laughs> I haven't got 200 grand lying around. But it's uh, it's just getting crazy, mate. So this doesn't make sense to me now. If you was to spend that amount of money on eBay individually picking your cards for first editions, because we're not talking about PSA, we're just talking about Mint, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you can get more for your money. So, but this like, is the thing. I think there's there's two kinds of people, though. So you've got the same mentality as me, I, I would say, which is... You know, what you want the cards, you know, you're collecting. Whereas some people are jumping on the bandwagon and they're using this as an investment opportunity and they're seeing it as basically stocks and shares. So they're, they're looking at it from a business perspective. There's nothing wrong with that, but obviously I think that's bound to have some kind of effect on the prices and it's starting to. It's starting to. So like you said already, some cards some cards already are kind of out of reach. It's crazy. I mean, PSA cards now, I would say to a certain extent, they've become kind of... That's something similar to stocks and shares. Like a, if you've got a base set Charizard, that's, that, that's yes, yeah, a massive collector's piece, but it's also, it's like a bond or a stock or I think a lot of big business people uh, are starting to play on this market like stocks and shares. And I think it's going to have a massive, well, it's starting to have a massive effect on the prices. Do you think there's cards that you're never going to be able to get? 100%. Realistically. 100%. I mean, the sort of uh, crown jewel of Charizard Shadowless First Edition. And there's no way in, on earth, unless I come into a lot of money or make a real good life for myself, that I'd ever dream of buying that card because it has to be fresh and it's not, there's no, no, even no guarantee of it out of a box becoming a 10. So to get that card, I mean, uh, or any card, shadowless, it's, I mean, the, the whole term shadowless means expensive to me. There's no like, oh, let's get, a shadowless squirrel, even... or a shadowless Pikachu, or yeah, a shadowless yeah. Spearow. It's all in the same boat as me. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, even a like a an standard edition, so unlimited shadowless Charmander, PSA nine. I think one the other day went for like five hundred quid. That's a fucking Charmander. So I was bidding last night on a PSA nine first edition base set Metapod. <laughs> I I gave up at ninety quid. Oh my god! <laughs> Sold for one hundred and twenty-five. That's a Metapod. All right. <laughs> That's a first edition PSA 9 Metapod. 125 quid. I've only got one of them. I mean, I think a lot of people now uh, are investing. I mean, I'm, I'm investing and collecting. So I'm buying a lot of first edition cards for the investment side. And I'm buying a lot of standard cards for the collecting side. But it's, yeah, it becomes 
it's become so popular as well. Like the last three, four years has been like a big resurgence. I mean, why do you think that that is? I mean, particularly 2020, this year, it's gone insane with COVID. But what do you think the main reasons are for Pokemon getting so popular the last couple of years? I think people have come into more money as the Pokemon generation has sort of... Those people who started with Pokemon, it sticks with them. And I, I feel like when people have got to the point now where they're making a lot more income than they did when they were first buying the card. So you can now invest more money and, you know, as we get older, money goes up. So I think there's that. But I also think this pandemic situation has made people look into other ways of making money while sitting at home and doing fuck all. So they're looking at selling stuff on eBay. They're looking into their lofts. And I feel like uh, most people are looking at their their old cards, their old comics, you know, whatever it is. I feel like Pokemon's coming under that bracket massively. Yeah, um, sure. And people are saving more because they've got nothing to spend. Like yeah. um, when all those shops were closed and you didn't have to go to work, you know, fucking commute in and you could save so much money. I feel like there's a bit of that contributing to this now. Yeah, that's what I think that's one of the main reasons, definitely. Because like you said, uh, you know, if people in their kind of mid to late 20s... Um, people in in our age bracket we kind of grew up with this and it sticks with you isn't it yeah good memories yeah some of the best memories honestly it is and then obviously as you get older you like you said you come into more money and i definitely think that's part of it i think that's probably i reckon 50 percent of it is that like a generational thing and I, I think another big part of it is kind of people seeing opportunity so if, you, if you've got i mean if i had a lot of capital if i have money to invest right now i no doubt in my mind, I would put it into Pokemon, and that is the well specifically Pokemon vintage products, and that is because you know it's kind of two things. People say if you want to get into business, you know you need to love it, you need to have a passion for it, and obviously it's something that I've got a passion for. But I think a lot of people have got their business hats on, and that's that's seeing the opportunities that this is presenting because you can make some serious money, some serious money. Like a base set booster pack, for example. Start of the year, you, you could get a base set booster for 100 quid. It's out of reach now. I feel like it's... Uh, it's getting to that point. It's getting to that point. We're on the um, on the swing of the pendulum now, where it's going towards breaking point for normal people. The cards that everyone wants is basically... They're out of reach now. Let's be honest. If I was to look at a first edition Moltres or a first edition of anything, I feel like, realistically... They're out of reach now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there comes that point where they say, you know, what comes up must go down. But I can't see this coming down anytime soon. I mean, obviously, we're not experts at all, but I can't see this coming down anytime soon. I can't see myself getting half the cards I want, you know, and that's and that's part of the reality as well of collecting. You, you don't get everything. It's so far the other way from where we used to that we have to, like you say, you have to wait, hoping yeah. that the pendulum swings the other way. Yeah. Or we just have to put up with the fact that these things now, because of their age and because of their popularity, is our reach. You know, our time for it's gone. Maybe I don't know. I mean, a lot of people have kind of touched on on this topic, but I mean, do you think do you think it's a good thing f- for the hobby? I guess that people outside of the Pokeverse, whatever you want to call it, are getting involved and investing. Do you think that's good for the hobby? Do you think that's <laughs> yeah? Do you of think course. it's bad for us? Or no, I think I think it's um, I think it's a good thing more interest is always a good thing no matter if you get the cards or not the fact that you've got some cards 
means that potentially you've gone they've gone up in value and whether that be for they've gone up in value because you want to sell them or they've gone up in value because you're a collector and you want to give them to your kids or something either way you're benefiting from the fact that pokemon's become so popular yeah that's so, true so i don't feel like there's a disadvantage i feel like the only disadvantage is for those people looking to collect it's now harder for you to finish the collections if yeah, it's purely for sure. investment it's going the right direction for people who are looking to sell these things which is which is you know potentially another reason for people to get into modern pokemon cards like sets like Dantas Ablaze and you know Evolutions and Rebel Clash and because they're so much more accessible. I Never. say that. I say that. I say that. There's a set that came out. There's a set that came out to I think it's 2018. 2000. I think it's 2018. A set called Hidden Fates. And inside Hidden Fates, there's a Shining Charizard. And that set, bear in mind, it's only a couple of years old. Is already you know really really hard to get hold of. You can't buy them booster packs for love nor money. Do you think? Do you think cards will ever get as expensive as base set? I think that's the original, and you know, people always like the very first thing, don't they? So I think that's always going to remain the holy grail. I mean, because it's so it's rare enough as it is. I mean, as it is now, let alone what it's going to be like in 10, 15 years' time. I and mean, I don't even want to know what it's going to go for. Then it's definitely it could push a million. And for everyone that for everyone that op- you know gets open, there's. One less on the market, and I don't know. Obviously, I haven't got a clue how many there are. No one really knows at the minute, I guess. But there certainly isn't a lot of them. We're looking for a uh, a folder, maybe potentially full. You know, for a couple of million. Here, take it, take it. <laughs> I'd give it away for that much. Would you? Would you? Well, yeah. I think once I collect it, once I get them all. Pardon the pun. Yeah, I think or... I'm gonna look at valuing, maybe getting valued, if that's even a thing. Yeah, mate. We'll get you closer to your mortgage for sure. I've looked after these for a long, long time. I value them as like a more like a possession rather than anything else. They mean a lot to me, I think. Well, this is it, yeah. I mean, I think that's why so many people are into this to the extent that they are at the minute. Because it means, I mean, there's a lot of people's childhoods, you know, around our age. We grew up with this and there's really heavy kind of emotions and nostalgia involved. It sounds fucking crazy talking about a bloody card game, but it's a big part of our childhood, wasn't it? It's more than that because I know it, it's I know my it life. means more than that. Yeah, it, I know it means more to me than that because I'm passionate about finishing it. I'm passionate about getting these cards. I'm passionate, you know, about the way they look and and to ask you, like, I'm looking forward to showing this off to someone and be like, like fucking hell, like, you know, it, it's, it's, this is going to sound really silly, but like, you've been getting a load of cards, right? I've been getting a load of cards. I'd love to see them. I'd love yeah, to see no. like, Let's have a look. Fucking hell. No, I love it. Wow, look at that I love one, it. You know. I love it. What one you PSA in next and stuff, you know. It's all part of it. Like It's it's a it's a fun hobby, isn't it? It's a fun hobby. And there's a big community for this sort of thing. You know, you've got passionate people like um I was I was listening to this chap called um Omnipoke. Omnipoke, okay. I think his name is. And uh he goes on to graded gem a lot, you know, ginger guy, and um he talks about investing, he talks about all these things and um No, I I, I agree hundred percent. Like do you know what I feel like, and this is genuinely, when all that post came today, I felt like a little kid at Christmas. Well, this is the thing, mate. I my, love my, it. <laughs> my postman's never been so popular with me. <laughs> you can start giving him a tip or something. I'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah. Cheers, yeah, mate. Yeah, Take right, this. John, yeah. No, I, honestly, it's, yeah, I felt like a kid at Christmas opening up all these. What cards you got then, Go on. You said you've been buying some cards. You got some big hitters yesterday, you said. What'd you get? 
All right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So uh, let me get my eBay up quickly. So the two which I was over the moon about, and this was about three days ago, I finally got my hands on a decent-looking Blaine's Moltres and the Rocket's Moltres as well. They haven't come yet, but the pictures look outstanding. I've been meshing the guy back and forth. You know, we're Ooh, quite chatty. Yeah, honestly, mate, I tell you, it's really friends. nice. I've got a forum looking out for today. Some first editions from Rocket. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully I win them. Um, but the ones that I've bought, um, I bought a Blaine's Kangaskhan. I bought a Blaine's Ninetales. Bought a Giovanni's Nido Queen. Bought a Brock's Duck Trio. I bought a Blaine's Rapidash. And I bought a, the Blaine Trainer Card Hollow. Oh, that's um, a really cool card, that. That's a really, really cool card. Yeah, so, and do you know what, mate? The most expensive one was £8.99. And they're in mint condition. They're not first edition, but they're in mint condition unlimited. Apart from those two Moltres cards, which obviously that's that's me, I get a bit nervous over 20 quid, let alone spending 80 quid. But um, that means a lot to me putting money on them cards. Whereas it means just as much putting £1.99 on a Blaine's Rapidash in mint condition. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. I completely agree. That's because you, you love the hobby, though, which is what I think is so important. People say collect what you love and love what you collect. It comes hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. I think you're like me, mate. You've got such a big passion for this. You appreciate even the you know the uncommons and the common cards, and that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Yeah, mate. I do. I do. Honestly, like I said, I, it would, it would be like a an, a splinter in my mind if I missed out on it. Like I tell you something silly, right? So I've, I was looking for my cards obviously this morning doing the spreadsheets, and this Electabuzz is base set too. And I was like, oh fucking hell, like it's not the same as base set, but. You know, and I look at okay, which ones am I missing from base set? I'm missing two cards: Electabuzz, which is uncommon, and a Hollow Zapdos from base set. I've got the Hollow Zapdos from Fossil, but there's a different type of Zapdos um, from base. And I'm like, okay, I've got to get that now. I've got to get Electabuzz from base, not base set two, and it's the same card. It's just got about the symbol, and it's that sort of thing. I'm just like, ah, oh, okay, you know, it means a bit to finish it off. To say you, you completed base set. Whether it be regardless of first edition or not, I think that's good. So I got like two cards to get <laughs> for the base set for for the entirety of base set being completed. So what what are they? What are those cards? Sorry, Zapdos and Zapdos Hollow from base and Electabuzz Uncommon uh, from base. And that's it. And you you're done. I've completed base set. Yeah, that's really cool, mate. All Hollow as well. Not not like rare, like unhollow, non-hollow. They're all Hollow. But apart from the Zapdos, and um, I thought I had it, but it's actually the the fossil version of it, of Zapdos. I haven't got the base one, so I need to get the base one. Yeah, funny you say that. Actually, I've got the I've got the fossil Zapdos Hollow as well, but I haven't got the base set one. Are you going for any today? No, I'm said to myself. I spent a little bit of money this weekend, so I'm just gonna on the fakes. Back. Well, no, that forget about them. Can we not talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucking bitch. No, it's gone. Um, I did buy a lot of legitimate cards. So I'll, I'll talk you through what I bought. So I bought. And are you um, sure they're legitimate? Yeah. These are legit. These are legit. I got some of these arrived today. I got a lot of first edition fossil cards, which is quite cool. I got a lot of gym challenge stuff like Blaine's Rhyhorn, Blaine's Tauros, stuff Blaine's Charmander. Pretty cool. Got some first edition Neo cards. So my, okay. my Cleffer, my Cleffer arrived today, and my Sizor arrived today as well. <sighs> Bastard. Bastard. 
Uh, Lieutenant Surge's Pikachu, different variations of that. Yeah, which one you got? Is it got the forward both. facing one? Oh, you got yeah, both I got, got both. Got the one where he's forward facing, like a tree in the back. Yeah. And then the other one's like a side stance. Side stance, looking pissed off with like lightning coming out of his cheeks. So that's I need that one there. I need that one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, what else did I get? Uh, loads of rocket cards. So like, I've got like the Dark Evolution set. Looks pretty cool. So the Flareon, Vaporeon, Jolteon. Mm-hmm. Um, there's about twenty Dark cards. Actually, like stuff like Dark Golduck and Dark Dragonair, etc. Loads, loads. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really nice looking set. Really nice set. So I've only got one Hollow from that set. That's that's how much money I need to invest in dark, in the rocket. To, it's a uh, dark dark trio and it's with PSA at the moment. So that's one that I bought, didn't I? On Friday I bought that dark dog trio from that bloke. Yeah, that's coming. I got Hollow Raichu coming from Fossil. Got Hollow Fossil Gengar coming. I got Hollow Nidoqueen coming. Valplume coming. I spent a little bit of money. <laughs> But you know what can you how do? How much? Um, being being serious, how, how much do you reckon you've spent if you weren't? Well, over the, over the weekend or in general? Say, say from Friday to now. From Friday to now, um, maybe two hundred, two hundred quid. That's good. Take. That's good. Have you only for how I've many? I've Yeah, so a lot of first edition stuff. I'd say I'd say between two and two thirty. Possibly pushing two thirty. I mean, I sold a lot of cards. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to justify it, but I do sell cards on eBay as well. So I sold my. Uh, I got the original uh, Bandai Gate Guardian set. I sold that. I sold the original Bandai Exodia set as well. Yu-Gi-Oh. I sold my PSA Charizard. I sold a couple of beaten up Hollows I didn't want. So like, uh, I had a Dark Magneton. Mm. Sold that. Um. And some newer cards. I sold quite a lot of newer cards from Darkness of Blaze and Evolutions and stuff. So I've probably made the money back, but I've just kind of reinvested it um, on some vintage stuff. Just trying to fill the... Like you, mate, just trying to fill the gaps in my collection. Because I, I really enjoy the hustle as well. So I love the... Co- There's two parts to it for me. <laughs> I love the collecting. And I love the hustle as well, like buying cards and flipping them. And I really love that side of it. So I um, I said to you on the last podcast, I'm um, new to eBay, and I am really... Um, however, it's been a very quick, steep learning curve for me, and um, I'm now like a f- f- an addict, to say the least. Right, and um, <laughs> and uh, I need to fix. Well, yeah, I said to I said to myself, oh, if you put a, put like a price on a card, and if you don't get it, no worries. Right. Two minutes later, I'm I'm going like tit for tat with this guy, like pound for pound. For like on this like first edition Cleffer, and I can't believe so. I was like, uh, yeah, you told it, me your cap for that was I'm not spending more than twenty quid, <laughs> and in the end it went for nearly forty. <laughs> but and it turns out it was you. The funny thing was like in my head I was like, no, be smart, you know. But my, my mind went from, oh yeah, be smart to fuck off, mate. You ain't getting this fucking. This is card. mine. Like, yeah, I was like, you're gonna fucking. Get- <laughs> No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. You want it for thirty nine? All right, I'll put fucking forty nine. <laughs> I was just I was thousand pounds. Yeah, well, funny enough, um, for those Blaine's Moltres, uh, Blaine's Moltres and Rockets Moltres, I put a, a box standard number down, which was nowhere near. Like it could have been, it was like forty seven quid, and I put a number down. 
I won't say what it was, just so I could pounds. win it. Just so I'd win it, and I wouldn't pounds. have to worry. Uh, what, what was the price? Is it more? So I. What, what did you put down? As <laughs> a max bid. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so obviously, Five like thousand pounds. So I um I put down hundred and two pounds. And Just in case uh, someone bid the hundred, I like that. I like or that. someone thought, oh, I'll go for one hundred and one to be like cocky, and I thought actually I'm already a step ahead of you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so on on both of those cards, I was going to do it for the Magneton as well, and I gutted I didn't because that was the cheapest one. But um, I went for one hundred and two on both of them. Lucky the Moltres went for eighty-seven because I didn't put obviously like some bloke was he put that in there thinking oh that'll be it, unaware of Tom Quinn. Watching, waiting in the background Psycho. for ten seconds, but unlimited money to spend. <laughs> do you do you know the amount of times it's got down to one second? I feel like place bid. Like <laughs> you go, you go, you you've got to start sniping these auctions, mate. You go because there's so many people that you're going if, against. If I did this in tribal wars, I'd have no problem. But I'm <laughs> but sniping it, these bastards out of the this fucking is what auction. You need to be doing. eBay's <laughs> great. eBay's great for sellers. For buyers. Uh, sorry, eBay is great for buyers, sorry, but for sellers, it's kind of a catch-22 because you've got a massive platform to sell your stuff, which is fantastic. But the fees that, that you know they take, they add up pretty quickly. I mean, you think, yeah. for that Moltres, what it just say went for 80, well, £8 of that has gone to eBay straight away. PayPal take their cut as well. So that's, you know, that's another three quid. And he's got to post it. It's going to cost him a fiver. He's probably only got a sixty-five for that, even though he's only for eighty. Like, there's a lot of fees come out of it, and that's where that's where you got to watch. You, you got to watch your margins. <laughs> watch those profit margins. You know, we both failed business studies. <laughs> like, uh, if 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 the case study was around, if I had seventeen Pokemon cards and base gen, t- like you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I would. I wouldn't have got kicked out of sixth form if it was about Pokemon cards. <laughs> If, if, the, if all the subjects were about Pokemon, you'd be like, right, I know exactly the quantity I need. Like, so same with maths, mate. <laughs> if I start off with five Charizards and I give two away, how many have I got left? <laughs> Three. Correct, Sam. Well done. Now I know maths. But yeah, it's a uh, it's an unknown road ahead, and we'll it have is. to see what happens. But it's a journey that we are, you know, it, it's it's a journey that we're we're taking together. We're, we're both walking that long road, mate, and. I love it. Absolutely love it. So this has been Pokemon Cards with your favourite podcast, SNT. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.